Hi everyone, Dr. Axe here. I am so excited to introduce you to today's co-host of my show, Naomi Whittle. Naomi is a pioneer in the beauty and nutrition industries. She has founded several successful wellness brands, is an expert in diet, herbal medicine, and longevity. And Naomi has traveled the world, including Europe and Asia, studying natural health and finding rare exotic superfoods to help people heal and fight disease. She's also made it her personal mission to better the lives of women by empowering them to take control of their health. Naomi is someone I really trust and admire, and I am thrilled to have her here today. I hope you enjoy her wisdom on today's show. Hello, everybody. I am Naomi Whittle, and I am hosting on the Dr. Axe Show a very interesting conversation today that you're all going to want to listen to because I think through this conversation, we're going to learn a lot about our own health as women and what we can do, not just women, but women and men, and what we can do to really improve that. And we're going to be talking about breast health. I am so excited to introduce you to Dr. Kaysen Maria. She is an expert in all areas of breast health, and she's going to talk to us about ways that we can improve our breast health, as well as some of the really interesting technologies that can detect different issues with our breast health. So welcome, Dr. Kaysen. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. So why don't we get started with a little bit around your background and why we're having this particular conversation? Why did you get interested in this topic? Well, it's really interesting. So I know we're talking about Dr. X. So I graduated from Life University in the chiropractic in regards to curriculum. Me and my husband, we met in chiropractic school and we graduated and we got married on the same weekend and we moved back to Cleveland to join the practice with his dad, Dr. Bob. So Dr. Bob's been in practice now for 44 years and my mm. husband and I are going on our 10th year of practice. So chiropractically, the nervous system controls everything, but also, and with your background as well of what I was reading in regards to, you know, and a lot of women, men, they're also intrigued and interested in nutrition. And what's really interesting with chiropractic and nutrition and breast health and hormonal health, it's all connected in someone's physical, chemical, and an emotional components in regards to when it comes to whole body health. So I was really excited to start doing breast thermography, and I've been doing that for about six years now. And tell us, tell us what it is as, as we're yeah. going it so that we can have everyone learn about it. I had never heard of it before. Okay, so breast thermography, it is a non-invasive approach overall to your breast health. So unlike a mammogram, it is no compression and no radiation. And what's really amazing about thermography is women can start doing this at age 25 mm. for early detection and prevention. And what's incredible with all of this is my father-in-law, Dr. Bob, he's written a book on balancing female hormones. So we've been working with our members all along to help them improve hormonal health, but now we can truly see it 
on that cellular level when it comes to temperature changes in the body. And to describe it, and I have some models here, is our breast is just a reflection overall of our whole body health. And just like your thumbprint tells about you, the same thing with your breast tissue, whether you're a female, a male, our breasts are a representation of our whole body health. And a woman may not be necessarily having breast symptoms in her body, but she could have inflammation that shows up when it comes to a thermography as cysts on her breasts, dense tissue, lumpy breasts, especially after breastfeeding, that can impact your overall hormonal function. So these are the things that we have started seeing and putting together in regards to with our research and patterns. And what's wonderful about thermography is it's pain-free mm. and it only takes a couple moments for us to do when we're offering this service as well, which women are really, really excited to be able to do something earlier to evaluate inflammation at a whole other level. What you've just shared with me, with the audience is so important for each and every person to be hearing. So I understand when we're talking about cancer, skin cancer is, is the number one cancer. Breast cancer is number two for women. Okay. So what you're saying here and correct me if I'm wrong, is the work that you've done over the past decade, mm -hmm. which is actually multi-generational with your husband and your father-in-law, absolutely beautiful. Like I believe so much in the power of a family and how that can contribute to our health. And everybody, you know, this is a beautiful example of Dr. Kaysen joining into a family. You got married the day you graduated. But, but really that collectiveness that has occurred now where you're sharing this message, you're building on this message and, and, and you could change millions of women and men's lives, right? So if, if cancer is the number two for all of us as women and the breast, which we cannot see, like we can see our skin, we can understand what's going on but we cannot see what's going on inside of our breast tissue with our hormones, with the inflammation that occurs. We can, we can feel sometimes the lumps, the cysts, but probably most of those lumps and cysts are not necessarily easily felt sort of through uh, a self-check. Can you talk to us a little bit about how much of it can be detected like through our self, you know, um, testing or what else we need to be doing. And you're talking about at age 25, going in and being able to get, you know, the, the review of, of our breast tissue in a non sort of aggressive radiation format. So this is really interesting. So my first question is like, what can we do on our own? I have an 18 year old daughter and thinking about inflammation and, and everything that you've just mentioned around breast health, and then the other steps that we can take after. That's a great question. So number one, 
The self-breast check is really important, but a lot of women, Naomi, they don't know what they're feeling for. And even in the shower, I mean, there are self-checks that you can do, but underlying, you may or may not be feeling a cyst based on how small it is. So Mm -hmm. of course, being familiar with your body is really important, but really the early preventative strategies are the most important thing. And as I was reviewing the research with breast cancer and cancer, it will show even on the American Cancers uh, website that five to 10% of cancer is that genetic makeup, but 90% is the environment. So even with your daughter in regards to preventatively, that's why as chiropractors, we work with the brain and the nervous system, but also creating a healthy environment on the inside, which is water, sleep, rest, proper nutrition, organic foods, minimizing the chemicals and the ingredients you're putting on your skin, which I love your skincare line as I was evaluating it because in regards to even with the collagen and berberine and all of these different things that we do in our practice in regards to with blood chemistries and looking at a nutritional value versus that crisis value, I think whether you're a woman or a male, you really want to have a a strategy to change the environment in your body. And you don't have to accept like, oh, my mom had breast cancer, my aunt, my grandma, my great grandma, but it really creates in regards to a plan to help you. And what's really interesting about the thermography is by the time something shows up on the breast, like for example, right here, at one centimeter on a mammogram, it can take up to eight years for that to show up on a mammogram. And that's really significant because a mammogram is looking at structure, something that's already there, it's already developed versus a thermography is looking at function of the body. We're looking at heat through infrared temperature. And I have a specific Mm. camera. It's not a camera that you think of to take pictures. It's actually a body physiology camera. And I'm certified through the, um, it's, it's through ACCT, which I know you'll have the links because if women are watching this, there is a place you want to go to. And it's through this technology, through Meditherm technology, because it's the most up-to-date camera. And just like when it comes to nutrition, someone could be Googling and researching and they're taking a lot of products, but they're not taking the correct kind of product for their body. And that also comes with their breast health as well, because we're in Westlake, Ohio, and we also have a practice in Naples, Florida. And I've had ladies that have came in and they've had thermographies done in other locations, but unfortunately it was outdated and that they were not aware that it was not the most up-to-date camera. And also what makes us unique and different is we sit down and we review the reports and we create a strategy. Mm-hmm. So it's so it really- That's excellent. And I want to go, like, I want to go through like what one of those strategies would be almost like a case study for everybody that's listening. But Dr. Kaysen, you know, this is nationwide and, or, or even further, right? 
people are listening to this podcast from all over. And I want to be able to provide as much information as possible. So for the women that can't come to your, your two locations, mm-hmm. clicking on the link where this camera is used mm-hmm. in other places, is that the best bet? Can you guide yes. us because we need to know. Yeah. So what they can do is they can go to that website and it's through ACCT Thermology. I know I, I sent over the links to you and if they click find a clinic, there are providers all over the world. Excellent. And then those are the places they want to go to because it has the most up-to-date camera and through the standards and the certifications that we have, these images are being read by MDs and radiologists that are certified in thermography. So how long has thermography been around and how long have people been using it? Well, what's really interesting is it was created in 1956 and it's just coming out. I would feel now in regards to so many women, they've never heard of thermography. And the reason why is because the, um, I would say the Western provider, they, in regards to, they want to get you to keep doing the same thing over and over, whether it's annual or checkups and, and get you into that merry-go-round. And for everyone that's listening to us, thermography does not replace a mammogram. And that's really important because there may be silent encapsulated tumors or things that may never show up on a mammogram or a thermography. It's a good compliment. If someone is doing a mammogram, they still want to do thermography because we're looking at inflammation as well as lymphatic congestion and other areas that could be out of balance that you're not even aware of. But a lot of times I have ladies that they'll ask me, so does this mean Dr. Kaysen, I don't have to do my mammogram? And my goal is to help to educate women in regards to even something like an ultrasound would be another tool for them that doesn't have radiation and compression. And I have ladies that they are doing their mammograms continually with thermography. And I also have ladies that they're doing thermography only for a part of their prevention. So our goal is to give them the education and they have the, you know, and to empower them to make their own choice of what is best for them. That's absolutely beautiful. And I, I hear you. And I liked what you were saying about being able to start thermography at like age 25, right? So again, I'm always thinking about our lifespan. And I will oftentimes uh, reference my daughter who's 18. I'm going to be 48, you know, uh, next March. And I think about what you were saying as it relates to the amount of cancer that we as women get in our breasts. And I, and, and my mother um, and my grandmother and my grandmother's twin sister, cancer, breast cancer has been part of our family genetics. What you just said about the nutrition, testing for inflammation, you know, the way that we can self test, um, reducing the inflammation, perhaps lymphatically, as you mentioned, uh, understanding the hormonal relationship 
to our breasts, as well as our nervous system. I love that you can bring this holistic perspective to all of us. And I want to dig into some of these tools that we have that we can empower our own health with. So let's talk a little bit more about the nervous system and how you as a chiropractor are looking at breast health relative to our nervous system. Well, what's amazing is, especially in the last year and a half, uh, and this is an example of a case study, is I've had women more so in the last year and a half have more heat and inflammation, especially underneath their armpits, Mm. which is a common area of lymph congestion for all of us, whether you've had children or if you haven't had children, but the, uh, the underwire of the bras, also the deodorants that we utilize and the products that we put on, those lymph nodes underneath the arms are so important for detoxification. And with more stress in the last year and a half, we've seen so much more lymph congestion and inflammation showing up in the breast. So women with larger breast tissue and even dense breast tissue, commonly they may have more lymph congestion, but it's all connected with the nervous system also, because if someone has stress going on in their body, it also ultimately will impact the nervous system. And most people today are in a fight or flight response, which those shoulders going up to the ears, it's like a tiger's chasing them all the time. And that's all connected also of your breast and hormonal health, because that may show up in regards to having even something like breast symptoms, like tenderness or a heavy menstrual flow, or having hormone imbalances in regards to fertility or thyroid issues or adrenal gland dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And it's all connected when it comes back to temperature, because temperature also is a response of our nervous system. So what's been really incredible is as chiropractors, we work with the nervous system, but also nutritionally, we've been able to help ladies. If lymph congestion shows up, we've been able to help them with liver detox and lymphatic in regards to like lymph brushing or other nutrients to support the lymph. And then we see change in as little as three months. If a woman is consistent with the recommendations, it's amazing how you can see change over time. And even going back to your daughter, Naomi, I've had ladies that have actually done thermography at age 18 or 19. If if they were having some different challenges, so tender breasts, heavy menstrual flow, lumpy breasts, and their parents want them, then they've heard of thermography, they want to do a non-invasive approach with them rather than doing a mammogram or a biopsy or something like that. And commonly we see that ladies have a low thyroid and they may need iodine in their body. Okay, so before we go there, I want to revert to this conversation about fight or flight and what that means to our detox pathways. I'm absolutely like fundamentally obsessed with being in a place of rest and digest or where our parasympathetic nervous system is upregulated. So fight or flight, when 
we're in that sympathetic state, our body doesn't have the ability to detoxify, right? Because we're in fight or flight. So we've been in this state. And I think for us as women, more than anyone during this past year, we know how much we've taxed our bodies through the added responsibilities, the amount of stress, the lack of self-care. I mean, I'll tell you, for me on a personal note, last night, uh, I have, you know, I have four children. So I was with my three little boys and um, we're out here in um, Southern California for the summer. And it was probably 8.30 at night. And, and by the way, my day had started at five because I'm on the West Coast and I'm, I'm still thinking about East Coast uh, and I'm doing a lot of work. But it was 8.30 at night, Dr. Kaysen, when I had the first moment to like really think about myself and check in with the way I felt. So being in that state of fight or flight is so common for all of us as women, especially, but being in that place of rest and digest where our nervous system is upregulated allows us to detoxify and reduce that inflammation through some of the amazing strategies that you were talking about, like lymphatic, you know, dry brushing, which is something that I love to do on a daily basis basis. So I have a dry brush and I will in the morning and at night before I go to bed, I will dry brush toward my heart. I will do it for three to five minutes. You know, exercise is another great way to upregulate our parasympathetic nervous system. So every day, if there's some form of movement, exercise, strength training, whatever it may be that can help us to do that there, like we could Google 50 ways to get into a place of rest and digest through breathing exercises, through connectivity with the people that we love, through sex, through eating the right nutritional foods, through lymphatic massage. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but getting into that place is what you're saying to me as being the number one thing to start to detoxify the inflammation or the lymphatic clogging that can occur that can really impact our breast health. Is that right? That is correct. That's, it's so fascinating what you're saying. I mean, I don't think for the listeners um, that are having the privilege of learning from you, Dr. Kaysen, as I am, that this, that these are the kind of conversations that are being had very much. So, so we have to focus on our nervous system first and foremost Mm-hmm. So that we can get into a place where we can detoxify. And then we're learning about the different tools that we can use. Tell us more about the lymphatic drainage or any way you were talking about the liver, you were starting to talk about iodine. Can we go into that part of the conversation? Yes. And what's really amazing is if you start putting all these pieces and parts together. And if you look up the lymphatic system, what you're going to see is, and I use this diagram in our practice, as I'm explaining the picture of it is your lymphatic system. It drains in to the liver 
and we have a liver. I ha I'm looking at my anatomy body over here and the liver is underneath that. It should be, it should be located right below that right rib. And that is your oil filter of your whole body. So the lymph drains into the liver. These are your garbage trucks going to into the liver. So if your liver is compromised and eight out of nine people have a fatty liver, whether this is from environment eight out of nine people, eight out of nine people have a fatty liver. Can you say that one more time? Eight out of nine people have a fatty liver commonly. Now, this necessarily is not from alcohol or medications. It's a non-alcoholic fatty liver. And you'll hear this more and more and more. And what happens is if your liver is compromised from having children, from environment, from stress, from sugar, from foods, what happens is it will back up and show up as lymph congestion. So as I'm doing these images of women in our practice, I have them put their arms up like this so we can actually look underneath the arms to see how the lymph system is functioning. And a lot of people, they will share that the cancer spread to the lymph system. And from our experience, we find that if your liver is compromised, that's going to back up into the lymph system. So the key is working with the liver and the lymph system. And those are the two keys as we are working with women for their breast health and their hormonal health. That's why we've seen the changes so drastically is because we're working through all of those detoxification pathways. Right. And, and the good news is the liver can heal very quickly, right? So- yes. Um, I love to work with my lymphatic system. I mean, for, for any of you that have not had a lymphatic massage, you must, because what's so interesting is you can literally, as they're very gently moving in different areas of our body, you literally can feel this cool liquid inside of your body draining when you're getting a good lymphatic massage. And there, of course, are natural and easy ways that we can massage our lymph in our groin, you know, under our arms and different parts of our body. Um, and the dry brush is, is a great tool to help with that process. And there are so many different ways to help our body sort of release and drain the toxins within our lymphatic system with the liver, because it can heal so quickly, let's talk about some of the nutritional solutions that we can help our liver to detoxify itself really and, and, and regenerate. Because with that comment that you made out of eight out of nine of us have a fatty liver mm -hmm. and it's not alcohol related, which, which I've known this for many years, it's actually what's so fascinating to me, Dr. Kaysen is Probably five, six years ago, you know, I travel all over the world, learning, discovering natural ingredients that are not necessarily new, but new to us. So I was in Calabria, Italy, many years ago with a, a brilliant research scientist, Dr. Janda. And she, I was over there because 
I was learning about the citrus bergamot fruit. It's filled with flavonoids and mm -hmm. it helps to balance our cholesterol profile. So it helps to increase the HDL and it helps to balance out the LDL and it does so much for our heart health. So I was like super fascinated. I wanted to go, I wanted to meet with the researchers. I wanted to study the supply chain and I wanted to meet with the farmers And so while I was over there, Dr. Janda was talking to me about how this powerful superfruit, and there are so many superfruits that can do this, mm -hmm. and so many plants, and we'll talk about them. But she was telling me that citrus bergamot fruit actually activates autophagy in our body, which is what I wrote my first book on. Auto means self, phagy to eat. So it's a self-eating process. So Citrus bergamot activates our natural detox, self-eating cellular process. Mm -hmm. And there's tremendous data that's starting to show how that improves non-alcoholic fatty liver. So it helps to really heal through the activation of this, of this process in our body around autophagy. So I'm very curious to learn from you what strategies you could share with us around improving our liver health. Yes. Well, number one is decreasing sugar. And as I talk about that, a lot of people, they have cravings. In our practice, we see a lot of kids and a lot of families. Yeah. And you can feel the inflammation in bodies overall as we're working with people because of ice cream and even because of bananas and these high sugary fruits because of the fructose and being that hard sugar for the liver to digest. So as we're working with our members, we're promoting proteins, healthy fats, vegetables, beets are excellent for detoxification. Also beets. I always get nervous. I mean, I've been um, very much committed to a high fat, a yeah. keto lifestyle really for the reduction in inflammation for many years now. And it's so noticeable, you mm -hmm. know, like in, in my case, I'm so highly sensitive to sugar um, mm -hmm. that I actually, you know, I drink a green juice every day to help reduce the inflammation in my body. And I have since my parents did it when I was like one or two years old, <laughs> I was born in Switzerland and we were always, you know, focused on, on health and well-being. But with that being said, I used to juice with beets, mm. but I stopped because of the sugar content. Talk so, to us about that. Yes. And that's, that brings up a great point because we don't promote the juicing. We recommend yeah. eating because right. of those digestive enzymes. So I recommend that people are shredding their beets or roasting them. Okay. But also there's so much research now on artichokes of how artichokes can help with the liver gallbladder. And because of my father-in-law's experience with also being a natural health doctor, it's amazing with learning and seeing different patterns on our digital x-rays. Many people will have their gallbladder removed, mm -hmm. but actually it's not the gallbladder, it's the liver. So interesting. So I, I happen to have, because we're, this is my second book and you can see it's high fiber keto, but I have 
all of the artichokes. <laughs> and um, the front cover we were going to do for this book was literally me in a bed of artichokes. Yes. I said, no, you know, but, but I love artichokes more than any other, <laughs> anything else that I can put in my mouth that's green and the amount of fiber and the amount of prebiotics and probiotics yep. and therapeutic attributes of the artichoke, like what it can do for cholesterol. Um, so I love what you're saying here. So if, if, if everyone that's listening is like, okay, I'm going to go out, I'm going to buy some artichokes and I'm going to make them and I'll keep them in my house and we'll eat them once a week. Like, do you have a sense of like how much artichoke you would want people to be eating and enjoying? Yes. So I don't have a specific amount. I can tell you just like with any type of food, if you were to eat kale every single day of your life, then you may develop a sensitivity over time to kale. That's right. So we are all about variety. You want it to be locally sourced. If wherever you are, you want it to be organic. If you can support those farmers that are there, you want it to be in season. Now, when it comes to beets or beet fiber, I would say like three times a week or four times a week. And I don't know about you, Naomi, but in regards to with artichokes, it's one of those things like in season and you don't want to do it too much because then someone says, I love this food and they're eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then they're wondering why they're having different body signals going on. And it may be because of the food that they're eating. Although there is extreme benefit, you could do too much. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, Dr. Axe frequently speaks about how on average, we're eating no more than 13 different foods. And yeah. in, in my house, in my family, we test for food sensitivities. Probably we've, we've gotten into it over the past couple of years. Um, obviously, I, I tested my children when they were very, very young. And um, my nine-year-old uh, and my 18-year-old were both casein intolerant. And so dairy for them was never an option. And then we've, we've been doing it more regularly over the past couple of years. And I've noticed to your point, when we get obsessed with a food, all of a sudden that appears on our food sensitivities. Like I cannot eat celery of all things in the whole world. Like what celery, but it was something that I've consumed a ton of or almonds, I, I built a food sensitivity to almonds. So for, for people to learn like what their body is sensitive to, and then to be able to learn the language of each and everyone's body is, is such a great strategy. And then variety to what you're mentioning is critical. Um, so we're thinking about our nervous system. We've talked about our lymphatic system. We're talking about our liver and the ways that we can heal our liver. Do you have any more strategies that you would share with us around the liver? Yes. We also incorporate in our practice when we sit down and go over someone's follow-up report, we use a lot of castor oil and Ooh. castor oil packs. Now, when I say castor oil, someone always thinks about their grandma or someone having them drink castor oil when they're a kid. And you're not going to be internally digesting this, but you actually use this as a therapeutic benefit for your liver. Now, in, in our office, we use wool flannels 
and some people may be having a sensitivity to wool. There are other cloths that you can use, but it's really simple. And what you do is you have organic castor oil and you drizzle it on the flannel and you heat the flannel up and then you take it out and you're going to place it on your right side underneath that right rib where your liver is and you put a heating pad on top of it and you sit for one hour and that helps to detoxify the liver and I have ladies that when we see the lymph congestion on their breast thermography, I have seen the lymph congestion improve alone by doing castor oil packs. And if someone is really compromised, they could do that two to three times a week using the castor oil packs. But for someone for prevention or maintenance care, they could do that once a week for one hour. It's amazing with how it helps to stimulate the liver. Yeah, I've done it for many years um, on and off. Tell us about how long it takes for you to notice a change with some of your patients if they're using the castor oil. Well, change takes time. So I've had, I've had ladies say, Dr. Kaysen, I did it once and I didn't notice anything, so I stopped doing it. And it can take three months, six months, a year. It depends on how compromised someone is. And especially after baby number two, we find that the liver has a great demand on it, especially after having kids and breastfeeding. So with ladies that have had multiple children like yourself, it takes time. And if you're working on your water consumption, exercise, foods, nutrition, chiropractic, those are things that are going to accelerate your healing as well. And for some women, in regards to when it comes to those changes over time, I always like to say your body is never going to be perfect, but we can always work on making it better. I like so much what you were saying about how the lymphatic system is draining into the liver and it's like getting an oil change. And you spoke about good fats. I know Dr. Axe is so passionate, as am I, about good fats yeah. and the MCTs. Yeah. So in, in my house, we use MCT all the time. And yeah. I've always, once I got into keto, uh, I had learned about it many years ago because of my nine-year-old, um, and he has neurological health issues. And so he naturally gravitated, which is so interesting, to a high fat diet. And so I had learned about it many, many years ago from some of uh, the most incredible experts in this field of ketogenic health. But I got into it myself, really, as I mentioned, to reduce the inflammation and to help my body as I was going through, you know, the early stages of perimetopause um, and the hormonal fluxes that I was starting to experience more rapidly. Um, so understanding the fats that we're consuming and, mm -hmm. you know, Dr. Udo Erasmus, who you may know of, he wrote a book many years ago, probably over 20 years ago, fats that heal and fats that kill mm -hmm. and being able to sort of change your oil within your system, within your body so that you can run more efficiently and that it's cleaner. 
um, and being very conscious about what oils you're consuming internally. And then I loved what you were talking about with the castor oil externally. Yes. There are certain oils that you highly recommend some good fats, mm -hmm. um, like the MCTs that Dr. Axe and I are, are so crazy about. Yes. And from reading all of your things and I did look into your book, which we are on the same wavelength because oh. we promote organic grass-fed butter, that organic olive oil yeah. and organic coconut oil, which the MCT oils. And so many people, they think about fats and they truly, they're in Whole Foods or they're grocery shopping, but they really have no idea that inside their salad dressing that the last ingredient says sunflower oil, safflower oil or canola oil right. and these are those hidden fats that cause inflammation and it, it's very surprising as we start working with our members of training them to look at different things and for different ingredients but they put these oils in everything to extend the shelf life which is toxic for our body it really truly is so incorporating more of the olive oils um, I learned many years ago about tea seed oil, um, which has squalene in it. Um, it's, it's, it's got a low smoke point. So, you know, thinking about oils and how we ingest them, I couldn't agree with you more. The salad dressings, there's so many hidden dangers in them. And um, it's, it's more like, creating your own salad dressings, it takes just a couple minutes, you know, I'm, I'm English, and I'm French, and my mother's French. So I grew up. And I love French cuisine. In our house, every single night at dinner, we always ate our dinner together. But my job was to make the salad, and to make the salad dressing. And I, we did it every single day, you know, and, and, and salad and eating a salad is a big part of the foods that you consume. And when you eat your salad, like in France, we eat our salad after our main meal and it helps the roughage helps with the digestion. It helps with so many aspects of, of, um, the consumption of food. It really helps the metabolism in the sense that, you know, what we're converting into energy, our food into energy is more efficiently converted with the salad at the end of the meal. But always making the homemade salad dressings. I couldn't, I, I can't stress that enough to people. Like it takes two minutes, you know, two parts oil. You can add various things. You know, some people want to add some vinegars. You can add some mustards. You can add all sorts of different ingredients. And when you're all about good fat, your salad is like a conduit to all that, all those good fats. Avocado oil is a huge one and can really benefit our health in many different ways, as long as you're not consuming too many and then you're building a food sensitivity <laughs> to it, which can happen for sure. It is all connected. And that's why I get so excited to share the message of thermography yeah. because these are, these are tools that are out there and women are looking for a preventative functional approach to their body. And just like you're thinking about your whole body health in regards to 
blood tests and food sensitivity tests and chiropractic care and nutrition and good ingredients. You also want to think about your breast health because the traditional model in regards to it's not getting to that root cause of what else may be going on. Hey guys, a lot of people ask me what supplements I take regularly. And one of the top three products I take every single day is SBO Probiotics from Ancient Nutrition. It's the whole food supplement brand I co-founded with Jordan Rubin. Now I talk about my passion for SBOs, also known as soil-based organisms frequently. In general, SBO probiotics are so important because they are shelf-stable probiotics that are naturally resistant to the harsh environment of our upper digestive tract and our stomach. Now, Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics support a healthy digestive system and your immune system. Plus, we add superfoods and herbs for an extra boost. And by the way, that's key. The herbs with the probiotics together, that's the ancient way to create a healthy gut and digestive system. Check out Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics online or in store today. This idea around holistic mindset, where my goal for this podcast is that the people that are listening are feeling as though when they're done listening to you, they've got some notes, but simple, easy things that we can all remember and incorporate into our lives. Because as women, you know, we are complex. Our brain is complex. Our bodies are complex and um, we experience things very differently than men do. And the way that our hormones change throughout our life, it's a constant process of self-care, but learning from the true experts that can guide us along the way, which is why, you know, I've been so passionate about every corner of the earth, learning these, these strategies, understanding the science, science always matters, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then what foods can really make that difference. And you talked about the sleep strategies. You spoke about the importance of of us really understanding how to be in that place of rest and digest. So these are the key topics that will empower us as women to optimize our health, to optimize our biology. Mm -hmm. And one thing we didn't talk about that we always talk about when we're working with ladies is having a positive support system. And I, I know based on your other podcasts and your blog and other things that you're sharing, I think that's one thing that women may not be evaluating as much as they should be when it comes to a positive overall environment and evaluating their friendships, relationships, even their family dynamics is really working on minimizing that stress or other things that you would find that bring you into that fight or flight. Because as we were, were as we branch it back to the thermography and inflammation in the nervous system, it's all connected. And there could be something underlying that stimulates someone to be into that fight or flight response. And they're not even aware of it because they may not be paying attention. So if we're going through our day, we're thinking, okay, what would Dr. Kaysen be saying to us right now? 
but thinking about, you know, our overall nervous system, our overall health, what would be a couple of the little signs? Like, what do you look for in yourself to see where you are able to check in? Am I, am I going into that place of fight or flight or sort of how am I doing right now? I think a good, a good little uh, nugget would be, are your shoulders tense? Are you bringing your shoulders up to your ears? You know, an easy reset and that deep breathing is so important. And you had even shared last night, I believe you shared with your three boys and it was 830 before you thought about yourself. I think having a morning routine is really important. And it's setting your intentions through the day. I know for myself, it's really important in regards to waking up early, doing movement, getting ready for the day. For me, spiritually reading my Bible, getting set for the day. I think that's really important to have that mindset. But also, I think it's really important to have fun. And I think when I work with a lot of women in our practice, I love to ask them, what's filling your bucket? What are you doing for fun? And a lot of people, you know, and I know for ladies and people that are listening, you might not really be thinking about the fun that you're having. And I think that's really important for our brains to be creative and to be doing things that you enjoy and not always working all the time. And I know you're thinking about your kids and your grandkids and your work and studying and preparing and learning. And I think the fun is really something that people have been missing. Happiness and joy, right? Those are, those are the states of being that really do allow us to experience so much more of life in, in, in a way that is really building the momentum of well-being so that yeah. we're able to experience it for even longer. Um, what do you like to do for fun? I love to bike ride. So that's something that my husband and I, we truly enjoy after the office, after dinner, kind of our unwinding bike riding and being in nature. I think that being out of your home is really important because if you're in your home, you always end up finding other things that you want to do. I love this idea of unwinding on the <laughs> right. How, how, where do you guys go? Do you go for miles and miles or? Yes. Uh, so we like to drive around in our neighborhood on the streets and the sidewalks and just, you know, being, being outside, that's one of the most important things. And if you have kids and I know Naomi, you said you have four kids. So I think being present with them is also so important is being present in the moment because so many times we're, we're part of something, we're doing something, but we're not really there because we're thinking about the next thing we have to do or prepare for. So for all of our listeners and viewers and people that are watching, one thing that I can give you today that's easy is to be mindful and to be in the moment and how do you do that? Even in your own head, it may be something like, okay, what am I doing right now? What am I focusing on right now? And really slowing down to be all in of what you're truly doing. Because I think that's also where extra stress comes in is when you're trying to do one thing, but you're thinking about something else. Dr. Kaysen, I'm just floored by who you are, 
how much you know, how much information you've shared with us today. And you've been doing this for just a decade, which <laughs> is an incredible thought. What are you most excited about when you think about our breast health mm-hmm. and how that contributes to our overall health into like the next couple of years? Like where is your mind going? Well, I really am excited the younger generations to give them a tool to start doing this prior to thinking about their breast health at age 40. I want them to start thinking about it at 25, 26, and already have that in their routine, just like they would go to the dentist every six months for the checkup, just like you're going to your chiropractor, just like you're working with your natural health doctor on a regular basis. I get really excited for in the next years to come for more people to start doing this service and to learn how easy it is and to share the news with other women because people don't know about this yet. And this is a great tool for them, whether they are 25 or 85, they can do this. And also one thing we didn't share is women that have breast implants or breast augmentation. This is such an awesome tool for them because their surgeons are recommending them not to get mammograms, but something like a thermography or an ultrasound. And I've also had ladies that have had mastectomies and biopsies and other procedures, even with their implants being taken out. So all women can benefit from this of wherever they are in their health goals, which is what I absolutely love. Oh, and it seems though, even though this was developed in the fifties, as you mentioned, it takes time sometimes always actually for things to build enough awareness to be able to become part of the mainstream conversation. And I love that you're sharing it with all of us today. I love these strategies. Um, I feel as though, you know, our breasts get not enough attention in the sense of, you know, there's not enough science, there's not enough um, research that's been done. And certainly in the world of research, you know, it's been known that it's much easier to study men than women because of our menstrual cycles, because of the hormonal changes. And now those numbers are starting to change because the laws have changed and, and science has to be conducted on women. But I think about our breast health and what you were saying with, you know, cancer being um, the second biggest issue for women around our breasts. This is invaluable. This is such an important conversation. And I think that the audience will be able to continue the conversation with you. We're going to have all of your information in the show notes. Um, Is there anything else that you want to say about yourself, about your practice that, that people would love to hear? Well, I would say it's never too soon or never too late to start working on your health. And there's always hope. And I think that one of the areas that I see is that women, they've given up on their own health because they're giving everything else to their mates and their kids. And they think they just have to live with it. And that's not the truth. 
So I want to help them rewrite a new health story for themselves. Oh, I love it. You know, I got a lot of pushback when I wrote my first book, Glow 15, around this point that I made, which I, I make it all the time. You know, we have to put our oxygen mask on first. Oh, I love and, that. Um, it's the truth, right? And I love that you're sort of encouraging us to rewrite that health, that health story for our own well-being and our own self-care. It's, it's yeah. very empowering. Yes. And for yourself, it's before 8.30 p.m. So it's also time for you to think about your own self-care today. Oh, definitely. And yesterday was a rare day. I mean, every morning I love to, as you mentioned, I love to be in nature as soon as I can in the morning. You know, I have a forest garden on my acreage that I have in, in Northern Florida. I have organic gardens, but forest garden where you can really get a forest bath. Um, and I believe so deeply in the power of nature. I loved what you were saying about unwinding. So I am fully committed and always am to my self-care because I know I can't, I can't do the job that I want to do in life. I can't fulfill, you know, my personal goals. Um, if I'm not taking that self-care yesterday was an unusual day, but you know, we, we have those days and that's, that's the challenge. And it's those kind of days that you may not notice, as you mentioned, that you're stressed and that your shoulders are up to your ears, but all of a sudden it's eight 30 and your whole hormonal system could be out of whack. You know, the cortisol could be very high. So definitely it's, it's staying present as you mentioned, staying in the moment and, and focusing on happiness and the things that make us smile. I, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. Well, I can't wait to meet you and come and visit you and, and learn when you're in Naples at your clinic in Naples. Tell us a little bit about where your other clinic is. Oh. Yeah, so we are, so my father-in-law, he is in Naples, Florida, and my mother-in-law also does breast dermography in Naples. Wonderful. And then also I'm in our Cleveland office. So that is in Westlake, Ohio. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Kaysen, for being on the Dr. Axe podcast. It's my pleasure, Naomi Whittle, to have had the opportunity to learn from you. And I know that everybody else is extremely grateful. So thank you once again. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.